Welcome to Fantasy Football UK, real fantasy chat in a ridiculous fantasy league. Oh, well, I don't know. Anyway, welcome in, welcome in. How are you all? Craigo, how are you? Good, I'm good. Let's get the show on the road. Get the show on the road. We'll try and do a slightly more condensed one than previously. We've, uh, sorry, welcome in, everyone. Fantasy Football UK are with our rebrand. Uh, episode six, well, seven, if you're counting the little clip with Jake being a fucking retard. Uh, we've got obviously our usual NFL news and notes to go through today. We're doing a mock draft, trying out different uh, draft strategies depending on your position. We'll be doing a 10-team PPR league. Um, and we've just got a little bit of stuff to talk about with contract year players, just something to pay attention to during the off-season. Uh, first and foremost, could be important. Josh Gordon, he's applied for a reinstatement. Obviously, we don't know how that's going to go. But this dude, he had his rookie season in 2012, has since then has played 63 games and has been suspended for 37 games and fined $2.3 million. Five times he's been suspended for substance abuse, one for performance enhancing, and one for a violation of team rules, and one for excessive face masks, whatever that is. I've got no idea what an excessive face mask is. But uh, obviously with the new CBA, weed, no longer suspendable offence. I suspect that means they can still be fined. Yeah, probably. It's, it's just they 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 change the threshold the threshold for testing. So basically, it's like as long as you're not literally smoking as they turn up, you should be okay. So Josh Gordon might have a problem still. Yeah, I was going to say he but, still might get suspended because he, he did once te- he did <laughs> no, test so so positive that they were like he must have smoked like a blunt before they turned up. <laughs> but, but, this guy. Hey man. Uh, yeah, legalize. Don't, yeah. don't punish. <laughs> well, the thing is, I mean, it's it's been proven to help people, I and it's legal in half the states. Well, so, especially, I mean, especially what with the fucking brain damage these people have anyway. Right, let just have, just let, let them have, have some happiness. <laughs> right, no bit of pain relief. <laughs> it's better than, better than them getting addicted to fucking pain pills. Like, oh god. Uh, horrendous some of the stuff that happens to these guys yeah so, I mean yeah. I presume we, we all know the story about Aaron Hernandez etc etc and now I mean that's, that's an extreme Chris example Benoit, different right. industry <laughs> but similar problem Jesus Christ that, I was reading up on that the other day that was fucking mental uh, anyway we've got Justin Jefferson over at Vikings he's likely going to be the week one starter and will apparently see the inside a lot so playing in the slot uh, which should work out well he obviously played in the slot at LSU with Joe Burrow, yeah, Stefan I mean, Diggs the, is gone. The slot was a it was a productive spot for Kirk Cousins. I think it could. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they're expecting him to sort of come in and do a thousand yards. We'll see. I think he could because the number of targets vacated by, uh, God, what's that? Stefan Diggs is is huge. I mean, I know Diggs was up and down, and weirdly, he wasn't getting targets half the time. Um, but Justin Jefferson, he's ten oh nine in a twelve team league. Yeah, but, I mean, there's definitely value there, but uh, rookie rookie receivers are always hard to trust. 
Yeah, but I, I feel he's opportunity. Got, he's definitely got the opportunity, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, an opportunity is a, is a thing you can only hope for, really. Uh, yeah, it could well, be the one. Tenth, the 10th round is where you're buying your scratch cards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, covering your eyes and throwing at the dartboard and hoping something yeah. sticks. Uh, yeah, but he's, I mean, he's only going seven spots behind Miko Hardman and Kerryon Johnson. But all of these guys, I mean, C.D. Lamb is 10.01, Henry Rugg is 9.09, Jerry Judy, 8.10. So Jerry Judy, obviously, head and shoulders above the others, but I, I, it's quite interesting. I know he is perhaps the most complete receiver, but I feel the value you could get on one of the others is... Well, he also, in, let's be honest, he probably has the worst quarterback. Jerry Judy. Yeah, for sure. Like, Drew, Drew Lock, Drew like, who is like Drew Lock played what like two good games against trash defenses last year, maybe. Yeah, he wasn't good. And he's going up against Cortland Sutton as well. He's got Melvin Gordon in the backfield. He's going to be getting catch and Philip Lindsay. I, I until until John El, until John Elway like has a good QB. I'm not going to believe that John Elway can find a good QB. No, because he hasn't done it. So, no, he stole a, a Brock Osweiler. Seen, but yeah, oh, well, Brock Osweiler, that guy has robbed. I mean, that guy has made millions of dollars doing nothing. So. Jesus Christ! Fair He's on, He was on cameo. You can get Brock Osweiler <laughs> to do an intro or wish a happy birthday or whatever for a mere one hundred and seventy-five pounds. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, then also. We're in an IDP league, obviously, So, and some people might also be. Uh, Jamal Adams from the Jets, he's officially requested a trade. But have you seen how much money he's asked, that, asked for? Uh, he's, he wanted like 18 million a year or something. Yeah, 18 to 20 million. Now, currently, yeah. the best paid safety is uh, Eddie Jackson at the Bears, being paid 14.6. So, And not only that, but he's also listed a load of teams that he wants to go to. Uh, funnily enough, they are all contenders. I, I mean, maybe that's a good thing. And funny, funny enough, like none of these teams would have the cap space to pay him. No, exactly. But <laughs> he's listed Ravens, Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers and Seahawks. And then there was that video of him in Dallas. Someone said, oh, you're coming to Dallas. And he went, I'm trying to. So I, I, I don't know what's going on there, but if they're not going to pay their franchise QB anytime soon, I can't imagine them paying Jamal Adams. 18 to 20 a year that seems bizarre to me um what would the with the uh tv rights and money from stadiums looking sketch like no no team's going to want to sign any contract until they know what's happening no absolutely yeah. i think two contracts have been done in the entirety since coronavirus started yeah I, like I, christian mccaffrey and someone else can't remember who the other one was. I know there's talks going on. I mean, which uh, talking of which, I mean, that leads us on to the next thing. We were talking about contract year players. Uh, there is a kind of a myth, a belief that contract year players are, they always overperform. They always do better. Um, I was looking into... Fire, fire in their belly, ready, ready to earn ready that, for that money. Yeah, they want them big bucks. It's a good narrative. It's a good narrative. It's a good it's, narrative, and that's good... how you—that's how you convince yourself of things. Narratives. Well, that's the, it is a narrative, and I think it could be. I—I I, I don't 
I don't put much weight on it, but it could be an interesting tiebreaker. But the number of players this year who are in contract years, obviously some of them are still to be franchise tagged and some of them are clearly going to be replaced by their team. But I, I looked through, there are loads. I mean, not fantasy relevant ones or potentially fantasy relevant ones. QB, we've got Dak Prescott. Obviously, he has signed his tender and they've got until, I think, July 15th to get the new contract done if they're going to do it. Uh, but Dak Prescott, then you've got Jameis Winston. I know, backup, who cares? Philip Rivers is on a one-year at the Colts. Tyrell Taylor, one year at the Chargers, but likely to be replaced by Herbert. Fitzpatrick at the Dolphins, but likely to be replaced by Tua. But... I would like to see where Fitzpatrick goes. I want to see another new team. <laughs> yeah, what would be his ninth team or something? Um, well, I think a team that's, I'd say, I reckon he'll probably go to whoever's drafting number one overall. Yeah, give them some. Yeah, good men. He'll be a great mentor. Like that For guy is basically, he's basically a coach at this point. They put Trevor um, Lawrence behind him, let him learn how to fling it deep and not give a fuck. Um, well, apparently also... there's a few good quarterbacks in this class, like there's two or three guys that yeah, looking pretty good. But um, Then we've also got the other Cowboys, QB, Andy Dalton and Mitch Trubisky. Uh, as a Bears fan, I, I... I hope they pay Mitch. He deserves it. <laughs> Yeah, break, from, break, from a line break, to... break, break, break the bank, reset the market for QBs, give him, 40, give him 40 million a year, make if... the Bears irrelevant for the next five years. Lions, Vikings and Packers can all chip in and pay for his salary to keep playing for the Bears. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go we'll go four-way on Mitch. Mitch <laughs> uh, the tight end market, we've got Hunter Henry, but he's been franchise tag. you got... Gronkowski, Kittle, who's currently working on a deal, Jared Cook, Greg Olson, Johnny Smith of the Titans, who many have as a sleeper, Vance McDonald, and Gerald Everett. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Everett with the emergence of Tyler Higby over at LA. Um, wide receivers, even more. You've got AJ Green, again, franchise tagged. Uh, then you've got Alan Robinson, Chris Godwin. Kenny Golladay, Juju Smith-Schuster, Keenan Allen, Cooper Cook, D.D. Westbrook, T.Y. Hilton, Sammy Watkins, Marvin Jones, Corey Davis, John Ross, Will Fuller, and Curtis Samuel, all in their contract seasons. That's a lot. Um, I, mean, I noticed there were two fine receivers on that list. <laughs> I'm guessing Keenan Allen and Kenny Golladay. Marvin and, Marvin and Kenny. Don't, don't oh, get... Marvin. I didn't even see that. Um, <laughs> But then run, running back, ball out. Don't worry. running back even more, and this is the one that I think is interesting, especially given Dalvin Cook threatening a holdout. Derek given Henry, the running backs don't get paid as a rule. Exactly. I mean, Derek Henry has been franchise tagged. Kenyon Drake has been franchise tagged. Fine, but then you've got Kamara, Fournette, Cook, Mixon, Jones, Gurley, Hunt, Tevin Coleman, James White, Matt Breeder, Damian Williams, who has probably had his replacement signed Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, James Connor, Tariq Cohen, Marlon Mack, obviously they've drafted Jonathan Taylor, Gus Edwards, they've drafted J.K. Dobbins, and Jamal Williams, they've drafted A.J. Dillon, and then Chris Carson as well. I couldn't believe the list when I looked into it. I mean, obviously... Carry on Johnson as well. No, I was talking about fantasy-relevant players. Oh, but... No, I... The dude's old Kerry, busted. Kerry Johnson is going to be good. 
Him and Swift will be a one-two punch. Arian Johnson will be good. I mean, the defences in the Canadian League are a lot worse, so I'd imagine he'll be absolutely fine. The Swift Swift Johnson is coming. The Swift Johnson. All right, I'll hold you to that. You've got to draft them. Back to back. If, they, if, if they give me value, I'll take them. Well, yeah, and, and that leads us on to our next pick. We're looking at uh, draft strategies and different ways you can approach your draft depending on where you are, how many people, what your roster makeup is, etc. So what we're looking for here is a full PPR. We're doing 10 teams. We're doing one QB, two running backs, three wide receivers to add, their, add a little bit of value to them, one tight end, one flex, kicker dst and then six bench so 16 rounds in total and we will randomize draft position we're coming up with second not a bad place to be at quite quite okay with that but this is one where we need to start thinking okay you're in 10 teams we're drafting second obviously we're going to get an amazing player there but then we don't pick until 19th so we've got another 17 picks to go through. There will be a lot of good players going off the board then. But we're, get, we're getting our stud. We're getting our stud. Getting our stud. I mean, what sort of strategy should we go for? Uh, from here, obviously, we get a stud. We're going to get a, a Zeke, a Saquon, if the guy's an idiot, a Christian McCaffrey. Because um, we're up against AI here using Fantasy Pro's draft wizard. Um I think maybe our strategy will be dictated by who goes off the board. Because uh, well, I, a... I think I'm always you like. There's a few exceptions, perhaps, but I generally push the best pay, player available BPA always. Okay. I just well, let's go uh, with that. Then. We have different opinions on what the best player available is, but I'd say, especially early picks, to hell with your team comp. You need to fill spots and you want the best player you can get. Yeah. I mean, I'm not one that advocates uh, drafting someone as trade bait, but there does come a point, there does come a point where if you get a monopoly on tight ends, for example, or something like that, you can make a real, a real steal of it. But let's have a little look at this then. So we'll, we'll have a look at the BPA. We'll do that this time. And then we'll have a look into zero running back or, uh, spreading out between running back receiver or even early QB, yeah. late QB. We'll look at that in future episodes. But for this one, let's do best player available. Zero running back is more of a late round, late pick sort of strategy. Absolutely, I'm inclined to agree. If you're if you're picking nine, ten, and you can get Tyreek and Julio Devontae or something like that. Adams or yeah. Something like that. Um, so as expected, Christian McCaffrey goes off board. Saquon. Yeah. That's my pick. Yeah, I'm in agreement with that. So we've got Saquon. You see, this is what we're talking about. So Saquon is classed as a tier one player. There are now zero tier two players left. We've lost tier two entirely. So here, best player available. I mean, if we just go off the cheat sheet, the best player available is Chris Godwin. Mm. Um, I don't, absolutely. Don't hate the pick. I don't, I don't hate, hate the, the pick. pick at all. Um, but then, of course, you you have got the. Uh, I actually, I was going to say my, Kelsey. That's on the way back round. That's on the way back round, my friend. Kelsey, uh, yeah, hopefully, because I think in a He's wide receiver, then so be it. But we are in a wide receiver by having three receivers. We are in even more so with the PPR. So yeah, I think wide receiver six. 
is a is a good second pick. Yeah, Kittle, Kittle and Kelsey both gone. Kelsey yeah, went wow. three away. So Kittle went before. I mean, obviously they're hoping for the contract year thing. <laughs> I, I think it's more to do with Debo Samuels. Yes, that's. I mean, that's huge. Uh, so do we go now? You know where my vote's going, and it, it and it's uh, some smooth jazz. Some Kenny G. Yeah, I mean, but then we look at what running back we are likely to get on the way back round. There are some older players who perhaps have a bit of injury history. Uh, yes, in, in my mind, there are still there are still starting ones. I do like Miles Sanders. I like, like Miles Sanders, but mm. I I think we take Kenny G. So we've got wide receiver six, wide receiver seven. We've got two top ten wide receivers. We've got the top two running back. And then we're likely to get a Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, Chris, Chris Carson. Carson, who are still I'm very viable. Chris, I'm happy with Chris Carson. Like, to there's... be a running back too? Very happy. I'm. Yeah, yeah. let's go with a Kenny Galladay. Especially, especially as it gives us a wide receiver one as our wide receiver two. Although technically we did say we were going to do best player available. So who's the best player available? Miles Sanders. Uh, I know. In, the, in their opinion. It, yeah, <laughs> in the expert consensus. Uh, the expert consisting of 76 different experts. Yes. <laughs> mm. let's, let's stick with the BPA. Oh, you're just going to follow it to the death. I follow it to the death and we'll see because by definition, if the wide receiver seven's there, that means eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. You know, I, I think... I mean, I'm happy with Keenan Allen to be our wide receiver too. Exactly. I mean, that's what uh, we're looking at. We're... we're there Mari could, Cooper maybe. There could be a Robert, Robert Woods, Ridley, Cup, those guys as a wide receiver too and we've got two top 10 running backs I think it could be interesting yeah, let's go with that you've convinced me we'll go with Sanders high pressure Aaron Jones T.Y. Hilton Alan Robinson Kenny Golladay Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes gone off the board and here we are so we've got an Adam Thielen available we've got Keenan Allen we've got AJ Brown I mean, again the, BPA is Adam Thielen what's the running backs looking like interest. Todd Gurley Running back 16. I mean, we could look at our flex and go Chris Carson or Todd Gurley. Right? But I do think we need to really go wide receiver. So so I think it's... Or do we take the early thing on Darren Waller? I don't think. I think once you miss out on Kittle, Kels, I don't really Andrews. Yeah. yeah. Andrews to a lesser degree, but those three. Let's go Adam Thielen. Uh, we are we're ahead of the trend. I mean, his ECR thirty two, ADP thirty one, and we're getting him at thirty two. So we're getting him spot on. Because if if we don't like this, then we then we change it in the future. We can, get, uh, we can always get Keenan Allen as wide receiver three. That is yeah. very tempting. I I would say that's more than tempting. I would do that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bear in mind, again, we're in a wide receiver premium roster? league. Okay. We have. We do still need to get a flex spot, but yeah, Keenan Allen is so far and away above everything else. Yeah. In my opinion, at third. We're not getting anything for a while, but uh, James no. Conner would have been a nice one to still be there. Yeah, very much so. Uh, so again, according to ECR, best player available is Darren Waller. Um, and then we've also got Dak if we wanted to go for an early QB. I mean... We expect him to have a breakout year. Uh, he's got three viable receivers. He's still got Zeke. He's still got 80% of an amazing O-line. Um, 
I mean, we could take Walla and then get Dak on the turn. Yeah, because it's only three spots. Well, two spots. So I'm expecting. Uh, we probably do it the other way around as well, because the other the the guy before us has uh, cows. Yeah, so I was just take I was just going to say that the important thing is to look at the team composition of your opposition, see uh, what robot, they've got. Robots just take our ECR; they don't look at anything else. Um, to an extent, but it, as a general tip in your drafts, if you're oh, yeah. arming and ahhing between two people, look at what. Other people yeah. between you especially and if you're especially if you're on the turn, especially if you're on the turn and yeah. someone's already got a QB or a tight end, you know you don't have to worry about it, and you can just go off that pick and wait. Especially for keepers, waiting around's always worth it. Yeah, I think uh, you know, the thing is in our league, you people could be pricks. You could be like, "Well, oh, oh, fuck you! I w- I want to have Kittle and Kelsey." at the end of the first or something retarded. Um, but who knows? So we're going to go get Dak. What's the current flex? Darren Waller. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> T- Tyler Boyd, Jonathan Taylor. Our other team that we're up against is My Little Sony. They do not have a QB. So this would be a situation where we take a QB to stop them getting Dak and then we get Waller on the way back round. It might not work out that way because we are up against bots but let's find out so we take Dak now Ed, there we go Edelman and Taylor gone so now we take Darren Waller and now we've just got our flex and our bench to think about it's a much more balanced approach doing it like this it's a, now realistically like Singletary and the flex this sounds oh. quite appealing to me Devin Singletary I, I don't he know has I, got, he has got some flexible He's got flex appeal. I don't see the upside with him. I mean, you saw last season the he got... The, he they're got a running team with a good defense. Like, yeah, I know. That's but the upside. The, the other upside is they've got a running QB who loves to steal away rushing yeah, touchdowns from him. You think that the running touchdowns might regress a bit and go to the running game and go to the running back a bit more this year. You'd hope so. Because he did have so many rushing touchdowns last year. Josh Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of them were poached off Devin Singletary when I had Devin Singletary in my lineup. Either him or Frank Gore. Um, obviously, the, the time stone himself has now moved on. Uh, okay, let's go Devin Singletary for our flex. Uh, it also works yeah. out with our strategies best available. So let's take do, him. I do quite like Will Fuller as I, a potential breakout. I think we're likely to get him on the way back round. Oh, definitely. Uh, so Devin Singletary. And if not him, then Brandon Cooks. I, I love Brandon Cooks this year. Ah, there we go. Brandon Cooks is gone. So does my little Sony. Um, but you can see we beat him to the punch with the LBBs. They've just gone Matt Ryan and Brandon Cooks. We're now left looking... We've got our flex. We've got our starting lineup. We're just looking for bench players now. So um, now we just look at best available. And yeah. Really see what. I mean, I the, see for me, I think we need because we've got the running back in the flex. You kind of want to have a running back for your bye week, and yeah, because we've got Saquon and Devin Singletary on bye weeks. Don't use that as. Oh, don't, to don't, care, don't care about your bye weeks too not much. Not at the draft, not at the draft. Right. Um, think about it week four, week five, but 
obviously I don't try not to get your entire team from one team because that would be a guaranteed loss. But if you can win, if you can win eleven weeks and you have one guaranteed loss, it doesn't really matter, does it? Uh, no. Uh, so now again, BPA is DeAndre Swift. Uh, he's got a bye week of week five, so that works out well with the Saquon Sanders Singletary thing. Uh, there's definite upside with him if Kerryon Johnson is sidelined and yeah. added bonus of being a Lions player. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think with Swift, the thing is he's... I, I, I wouldn't call him a sure thing because I think him and Kerryon are going to share the workload, especially to start the year. Well, uh, none of these guys... None of these guys in this range are sure things. DeAndre Swift, absolutely not sure thing. Wilford, injury, not a sure thing. John Brown has got Stefan Diggs in there and he's got Josh Allen throwing the ball, not a sure thing. Evan Ingram, injury and and inconsistency. Cam Akers is interesting. Yeah. Uh, Again, he's someone that could make a real big jump depending on the situation with Henderson out there. Um, if I have to, if it's entirely up to me, I take DeAndre Swift. Yeah, I can't, I can't see anything wrong with that unless you wanted to take Drew Brees for a backup QB, just uh, sort of stick it to the other players. It's not even really necessary. It's just, uh, yeah. See, now we've got three receivers. Okay. Uh, I, I like I like to just sort of, at this sort of point generally alternate running back wide receiver because you you're looking for scratch cards that might have to fill in and might have to replace injuries. Right. Equally, we want to look at players that have an opportunity to really. Exp- uh, so I mean, looking at receivers, uh, bet- it's between. Jameson Crowder, Anthony Miller, Darius Slayton, Emmanuel Sanders. See, I, I think Darius, I think Slayton has the most breakout potential. Exactly, because we've got our starting lineup. What we're looking for now is someone who can have an explosive week that will come in and boom, and we only need him for one week, maybe two or three. CD Lamb could be interesting because of the double point stack, and if he breaks out, could be. Or if Amari Cooper or uh, Gallup get injured, he could step up. Right. These yeah. are the kind of things you're thinking about this round. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all up. I mean, we're starting to get towards the rookie wide receivers now. Um, uh, Jerry Judy went, God, where did he go? Way before, I think. Uh, but we've got the rookie receivers now. We've got the CD. Oh, yeah, so Jerry Jude. There we go. So CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, back-to-back. You've got Justin Jefferson. You've got Henry Ruggs. You've got Jalen Rager. These are all guys that... These are unknowns. And unknowns, when it comes to your bench, aren't necessarily the worst thing. They're not the best thing, but they're not the worst thing. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing worse than having 20 points on your bench every week. So I'd prefer to have guys that might pick up pace towards the end of the year and help me win the games I need them to win not just fill me with regret <laughs> I mean I, I think Slayton because uh, if we believe in Daniel Jones's progression if we believe that Saquon is going to be at full health 
then it is going to open up that passing game a bit more. I know he's got Golden Tate, he's got Sterling Shepard to contend with. But last season, that guy, he came out, he played well. He was a rookie last season. And this is a prime example of what we're talking about with the Justin Jeffersons and things. He, he boomed. Not always, but there were times where he absolutely set the world alight compared to his ADP, compared to where you're getting him. Uh, 14 games played, 48 receptions, 84 targets, 740 yards, eight touchdowns. You know, that's that's the sort of upside we like, especially when we are here picking in the the 10th round. It's nice. It's always nice to sort of uh, tie players in offences together because uh, if Saquon doesn't get the touchdown, maybe Slayton does. <laughs> Well, it depends if we're, of course, if we're playing them together. Uh, To to contrast that with Crowder, who last season had 16 games, he had 78 receptions, so 30 receptions more. He got six touchdowns, and he only got 830 yards versus Slayton's 830. So in two extra games, he got an extra 50 yards. He got fewer touchdowns, but he got 30 extra receptions. I mean, we are in a PPR. But it's just, do you believe in the Jets or do you believe in the Giants? The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I Well, I think the Giants, I don't know. I, there's, I, I think Daniel Jones had genuinely excellent fantasy performances, whereas I don't mm-hmm. think Sam Darnold has. No. He's had some pretty mediocre... Like he, He's done well. He's done okay. He's done all right, like, but yeah. he's never had a four touchdown game with like four hundred yards. No, um, so I would say I, I, my vote is for Slayton at this point. I absolutely. Well, now off the board, we see Anthony Miller and Sony Michelle off the board. Maybe we start looking at running backs now again. Jordan Howard is Jordan Howard. Interesting. I, I, I don't yeah. understand why. Matt Breida is above Jordan Howard. No, neither do I. Jordan Howard has... He's shown consistently that he can do it. Um, but equally, people keep letting him walk. <laughs> um, but Jordan Howard, Matt Breida, they, uh, Howard's been around for one year longer. He's had 1,300 yards in his rookie season, 1,100, 935, and then 525 but that was only on 10 games. Matt Breeder has never broken 820 yards. Uh, yes, he had a breakout a bit at the end of last season. He's more hes more of a gadget player, big play. And it was for the 49ers. It wasn't for the Dolphins. But I think because he is a good pass catching back, he could be used quite creatively, especially if two of steps in. Yeah, I mean, again, we if we start looking at receiving as well as rushing, uh, 561 receiving yards over his career versus Jordan Howard's 637. Uh, by far, Howard's best season was his rookie season. But he's dependable. Uh, having him three spots below Matt Breeder. But again, this is where we're having our dart throws. Uh, we're looking at the running backs here. We've got Matt Breeder. Yeah, I mean, he was specifically sought after by um, Flores. So 
maybe he is going to get the opportunity. But equally so was Jordan Howard. They were both brought in this offseason. We've got Damian Williams over at Chiefs. I mean, we are assuming Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a starter, but Damian Williams hasn't done anything wrong. And then we've got Ronald Jones at Tampa Bay. Uh, all of these guys could be something. Well, at this point, we could look at getting ourselves a defense so we get a strong D. Yeah. Because we could get the 49ers defense, which... And that would be going very early compared to most. Oh, yeah. It's a bit early. Maybe another round or two. Yeah. Their ECR is 151, which is the first pick of the 15th round. From my experience, when there is a team like the 49ers... Uh, that is so far head and shoulders above the competition, they don't last that long. People do reach for them. Mm. However, do they, are they, are they going to reach 30, 40, 50 picks for them? Uh, no, well, I, I don't think so. De- I think with defences, you've got to look at streaming because it's week by week, it's probably the biggest variance. Like sometimes you'll have the top scoring D and then the next week they could be one of the bottom scoring defences because it's it's not said, Stead. I agree. Yeah, let's, let's, let's just pick up the best player available. Best mean. player available, uh, which is apparently Jameson Crowder still. No, best player available is Evan Ingram. I mean, do we want to back up tight end? Do we want another giant? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would that would probably be the thing putting me off more than so no, there's Hunter Henry available mm-hmm. playing on his franchise tag, playing with Tyrod Taylor, who doesn't like to check down. That would be the thing that puts me off Hunter Henry. Tyler Higby, do as a backup tight end, do we believe in that five game breakout? Um Drew Brees is a backup QB. Aaron Rodgers is a backup QB. Matthew Stafford. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a backup QB. Sounds like something that's going to be happening in about a few months. <laughs> I don't know. I think I I don't like the guy, but he's he's too good to let this get to him. I think uh, for me, it's between Crowder. I didn't like him last round, but a couple of picks have gone since then. It's between Crowder uh, with his PPR. Just keep it plugging over because he'll be just filling in bye weeks, and Jordan Howard. Yeah, neither of them I'm, ha- I'm happy with. Okay, well, let's stick to our BPA as much as possible and let's go Crowder. Now, Evan Ingram, Hunter Renfro, Jordan Howard, Sanders, CD Lamb, Hunt Henry, quite a few names went off the board there. We've still got Tyler Higby, we've still got Aaron Rodgers if we wanted him. Damian Williams is still there. Sammy Watkins, I mean, we're talking about upside. Yes, we expect Miko to take a forward step, but Sammy Watkins did take his uh, contract, get it restructured. So he's he's on a prove-it year now. Last season, he was good for a week. Maybe we get him for that week. Um, or do we get another running back? because we've got two receivers on our bench at the moment. Yeah, I think I'd look at... I mean, uh, J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins is very tempting. Yeah, especially... In a very very run-heavy offense, or historically, historically successful running offense. 
Um, Mark Ingram, older, older, ugh, older. He's getting uh, shaded a bit. I think J.K. Dobbins, Ronald Jones, because Ronald Jones is the only one that's clearly still a starter. I know we said not to pay too much attention to the bye weeks, but bye week, week 11, we got Saquon, we've got Singletary, Slayton, and Crowder all on a bye week. It's not great, but... Um, okay, I'm going to go Ronald Jones. Uh, he's still a starter. He's in a Tom Brady offense. He could... I mean, you don't know what the rookie's going to do. No. Now we could take J.K. Dobbins. We could take Marlon Mack, my goodness. Yeah, I, I, quite, mean, I quite like the idea of Marlon Mack because, I mean, his his competition is a rookie. It is a team with a great offensive line. Yeah, and Frank and right. Frank Reich has specifically said that it's a one-one punch. Uh, yeah. If we choose to believe the coach speak, then Marlon Mack, I think, has the best. Or, or does that mean that he's going to get fifty percent of the work? About fifty percent of the work in an offense that's running two hundred yards a game, scoring like two, three touchdowns is still hella good. Yeah, and they've got a very nice strength of schedule, um, which again can be used as a tiebreaker. Especially for the running backs, it's very good for running backs. The value on it—I'm just looking at value on all of these guys. Their ADP is ninety-eight, one hundred, ninety-five, ninety-four. I think Marlon Mack has the potential. He again—he's an established. He's done it. We know he's, he show, yeah. he, he's he's pro- a proven commodity. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we think about a backup QB? Do we think about going for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Do we think quite, about a kicker? I quite, I quite like Madison. Quite like what? Madison. Alex- Alexander Madison. I think at this rate, with Dalvin Cook threatening, what? Yeah. Get, yeah. I, I, think I agree a, with that. I think that's a gimme. Because like, if, if Cook holds out, then you've, you've got one hell got, of a running back. Yeah. Um, now, now we need to take a D. Uh, we're yeah, left with the Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. Not I'm bad at all. Very that. nice. Very happy with the Ravens D. And we're not going to get a great kicker because we're at the end uh, of the second. Are we not, though? No, we're at the end of the run. Oh, someone already took Matt Prater. Bastards. So um, we got Danny Bailey. we got... Kami Fairburn, Jake Elliott, Badgley. I quite like Fairburn because I think the Texans are going to be uh, kicking a lot of field goals. Yeah, I don't think they'll be able to finish that many drives. I, I Yeah, I'll go with uh, Kami. It, it doesn't matter. You're, at this point, your kicker, you're probably going to drop them and pick up one off the waiver wire anyway. So. Yeah, let's be honest. You're gonna, there's gonna, there will be a terrible team that reveals themselves the worst oh. defence. And then we'll stream kickers against them. Uh, and here we are, the Fantasy Pros grade, unsurprisingly, an A, of course. I mean, what did we expect, plus. really? Should have been an A+. Plus. Uh, that team uh, is scary. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, predicted to have the best. Uh, we've got the best starting lineup. We've got the third best bench. I'm not surprised with this. I mean, just uh, go back so, uh, through... I'm a big fan of the uh, made-up names. Yeah, they're good. Stafford F-150, Yeah, Game of Throws, Bend It Like Beckham, Murray Up Offense, Hey Darnold, Haskin for a Friend, Ridley Me This, and My Little Sony. There's some, there's some good names there. Uh, but to recap with our team, so we've got Dak Prescott, 
we've got Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders as our starting running backs, Chris Godwin, Adam Thielen, Keenan Allen as our three wide receivers, Darren Waller as our tight end, Devin Singletary Flex, Ravens D and Kaimi Fairburn as our kicker. And then on the bench, we've got DeAndre Swift, Jameson Crowder, Darius Slayton, Ronald Jones, Marlon Mack and Alexander Madison. That is a very good team. I like that a lot. Um, from a personal perspective, I like to have more rookies because I don't think we've got any. I know we've got DeAndre. I would I would prefer more rookies, but hey, that's just because I like the unknown. I mean, I, I'm more of a... In a bigger draft with a bigger bench, I'd take more rookies, but in like a compact draft like that, I'm not taking many shots because you don't have many. Yeah. I'd say I, I, that in that size, I'm saving my shots for the waivers. Right. Yeah, I think uh, I think it just goes to show that balance is important, but also thinking about your situation in uh, where you're picking, what the other teams have. That that's re- there, there's no point going into a draft with a strategy of going. I will start with two running backs. I will start with two wide receivers. I will start with one of each. Doing that limits yourself too much. Uh, the phrase that's always thrown about, especially on the fantasy footballers, is be water. And a- absolutely, yes, we went in saying, we're going to do best player available. But when the best player available is a tight end and you've already got a tight end, then you've got to you've got to pivot somewhat. Um, and I think we have got the best team I mean in a 10 team league there's always going to be lots of good teams I mean we look at Patrick Mahomes Alvin Kavara James Connor Kenny Golladay DJ Chark Marquise Brown George Kittle Raheem Mostert Vikings and Harrison Butker that's a very good team as well but you'd expect it to be um, which is why we in our 10 team league have increased depth doing three receivers, two running backs, flex, super flex, IDP, uh, with the fab, PPR. A 10-man league with the feel of like a 12- to 14-man league in terms of waivers and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. And that's I think that's a way to make your league a bit more fun as well as your trash talk and calling each other dickheads and stuff like that. Uh, Absolutely. Right. Craig. Anything to add on? Uh, oh, I mean, uh, it's not the biggest news, but it is news. It's the uh, Detroit Lions owner has officially stepped down. Yeah, Martha. Martha. At, yeah. The age, at the young old age of 90-odds, I think it's 94. Uh, uh, she's given it to her daughter, who is also in her 70s, so... So she's she's no spring chicken, but uh, she's been running the club. She's been like involved in running the club for a few years now, uh, and I, to be honest, I think it's mostly to do with the COVID, because I think mm. Arthur was a very hands-on owner. Like she was always at the uh, the cat training camps and all of this. Like she went to every game. Like she she didn't go out in front of the media a lot, but she. Was she thinks the owner has to be there, as put, and I think she just doesn't want to take the risk in her nineties of having to go to uh, events and whatnot. So I think she uh, took the step down, and I mean, I think it's nice she can enjoy her retirement with her billions of dollars. Like, mm. 
Yeah, um, that's, that's, there's not much news going on. There's not much no. going on in the world. No. Well, there's um, lots going on in the world, just not in the world of NFL at the moment. There's lots of workouts. I mean, you're getting James Conner saying he's been working out. You've got all sorts of... Uh, Darren Waller working out. You've, uh, so what? We expect them to be their professional athletes. Uh, hit us up when there's something interesting NFL news, huh? Huh? Do something already. God. Sorry. Uh, we'll have... We'll have plenty of stories coming out over the next few weeks. I'm sure. I can't wait. I can't wait. When, right. when we find out half the league are infected with COVID. Yeah. Uh, certainly, half the, certainly half the uh, Cowboys. All right, Craig, thank you for coming along. Thank you for actually making it this time. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks again. Peace. Bye.